Hi guys, we just wanted to let you know that this episode of the Chapters podcast is edited to protect names and entities. Yo, yo, yo. Back to the pokies. Wicked pokies. I'm your, one of your hosts. <laughs> I almost said co-host, but then it sounded weird to me. I'm your co-host. And I was like, I'm... It's Holly. <laughs> it's Zoe. Hey. Um, hope you guys are doing well. Long time <laughs> no see. Wow, it's been a week. You know, good old week. Yeah, and today... Okay, hold on. First of all, welcome to the Chapters podcast. This is the complete history, adventures, and predicaments of two evidently redundant sentients. Indeed it is. If you will. And we have a, like a, we have a big, a little juicy. Big old pie in the sky <sighs> topic today. Literally in Literally the sky. Literally in the sky. Um, this episode is chapter seven. Yes. And it is the denomination. Yes. Which I don't know if you guys know. But a denomination or different sectors of the Christian church. And they're kind of differentiated by different beliefs and practices and all that good stuff. Yeah. And so we're going <laughs> to we're going to just talk a little bit about our experiences in our churches or like, like the just, evolution of our faith. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is exactly what this is. Yeah. We are about to walk through the evolution of our faith. And let Zoe and I preface this with a big fat disclaimer that we are like not judgmental, not concerned about what anyone believes, whether it's Christianity or you're Muslim or Buddhist or, or whatever. atheist or whatever. Yeah, whatever like religion or if you don't practice a religion, like that is fine. I just want to make it clear that like we're not here to judge because I will say that a lot of what we're going to be talking about, it could be misconstrued as maybe um, like not supporting Christianity in a way, at least for me, just because of mm-hmm. the struggles that I've had in recent years. Oh yeah, I get what you mean. Um, and so I just want to preface it with like, if you're a practicing Christian and a very devout Christian, like there's absolutely no judgment towards that. Like I support that. It's just been a rough road for me. Yeah. So I don't want that to be like a thing. I yeah, I really don't want that to be misconstrued. So I yeah. just want to lead with that. I definitely think that that was good to say because we're we're very non judgmental in everything we do. So we want every conversation that we have on here to come across as just like open discord. Nothing mm-hmm. that's like pressuring somebody to believe something or think something. Like we are all about free yeah. thinking. So well, and it's funny because that made me just think of the fact that you and I are like very interested in learning about things and. Um, we're very much that way, no matter what the topic is, like even with religion, even if I'm not like, you know, not like a, like, like practicing Judaism or anything, I have all like the respect in the world for that and would be willing to learn about it. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're Definitely. both just very much that way where it's we're like, very open-minded, even if it's not something, yeah, that is like specifically like in our world or interests us, like we're very interested in understanding it. So I think that's one of the reasons that we get along is because we can both kind of appreciate 
all different types of things, even if it's not what we believe. But I also think that's part of being an artistic person is oh, yeah. you can like appreciate all different types of things, even mm-hmm. if it's not for you. Like even something, this is so off topic, sorry, but I'm just <laughs> going to say even something as like simple as interior design, mm-hmm. like I notice that I'll see, like, I don't particularly like the boho style for me, mm-hmm. but I'll see like a Pinterest pic of like something in like boho style. And I'm like, oh my God, that's stunning. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Yeah, but it's still beautiful. You know yeah, I mean? you can it's still appreciate with so many different things in life. Exactly, you can still appreciate an an opinion, a situation, a piece of art, whatever it is that doesn't necessarily like appeal to exude you your beliefs, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so wow, yeah. That was <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to feel like I, you that. You know, but... honestly, that's how we are, though. We just like get into talking, and that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, okay, so. We kind of are going into this a little bit like not planned, which sometimes we like to sit down and like talk about like in detail what we're going to go through and Mm kind of have like some structure to it. But this doesn't feel like a very structured vibe of a conversation. I just made like literally three kind of talking points that I know I want to hit on because they're very specific in like the timeline of like mm-hmm. I said, like the evolution of my faith. Well, why don't you start but, then? Okay. Well, I was going to like, my main thing is that I was curious what like religion was for you in childhood. Oh, okay. Because like for me, my parents were like the, not youth pastors because they were not like pastors or ministers or like anything like by the church, you know what I mean? But they basically did like the Sunday school for like the three to six year olds or something I think it was or like mm-hmm. three and under or something I don't remember because we left that church when I was six years old we moved yeah um, when I was a kid so like I grew up very heavily in the church like um I just obviously I was there every Sunday yeah uh, my after school program was at church like I know my bible stories obviously we both grew up going to a Christian summer camp um which we can talk about more later but it also wasn't like super heavily like christian focused it was like christian themes inside all of the fun it wasn't just like you know what i mean super Mm -hmm. not strict is the word i'm looking for but you know what i mean yeah um so religion for me when i was young was like like very central to our household like i still remember my first bible um but then when we moved like i said when i was six years old we just didn't really find a church that felt like home the way our church did in our first area and um it just kind of like slowly faded from there like we just kind of stopped going tried to go every few years my parents would there be like a new church established mm-hmm. and we'd go to like two sessions and then stop going and what was the um denomination of your like original church it was non-denominational okay yeah so it was a it was a free-for-all yeah it was kind of like a mega church but like a very tiny mega church okay it was not very big Mm -hmm. but it had that mega church feel where there was like you know I obviously the after school program there and we had this really like rad playground Mm -hmm. and like like that kind of feel like it was it it was big Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the mega churches I've gone to in more recent years if that makes sense so that's kind mm-hmm. of like my growing up story with religion. I'm curious yours, Zoe. Okay, so um, <laughs> my religious journey didn't start until I was like 
maybe six or seven, mm. maybe, yeah, maybe a little older. I'm not exact. I can't pinpoint it. Um, but I would say, I know I went to Camp Michael somewhere around the same time. I probably started going to church because mm, okay. I don't remember there ever being a point when I went to camp and didn't know what we were talking about. Yeah. Now, granted, this is so young. Like I don't, it's a blur, yeah. but I know the story because my grandparents tell it to everybody. So my grandparents, well, my grandmother grew up, I think in like a Baptist church kind of environment, like mm-hmm. deep Texas, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. And my grandfather grew up Episcopalian because he worked at camp and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. I don't even know if you would say grow up anyway, they had different religions growing up than what they did later on in life. Because when I moved with in with them, they didn't go to church at all. Like mm-hmm. we didn't talk about church, nothing. Yeah. I, it was like Easter, I think. And we drove by a church on the road and I saw like people gathered in a large group. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a cross with a person like nailed to the cross. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is that? And my grandfather was like, oh, that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, you know, that's Jesus. You know, he died on the cross, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why would he die on the cross? And he was like, well, starts explaining the story. And Boy, I'm like, do I have a story for you? And I'm like, they just didn't like him. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you know, goes into detail. And I'm like crying in the backseat. And then he, and then he was like, and then all of a sudden you're real quiet. And then like a little bit later, you just go, can we go to church? And he was like, well, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. So then we started going to um, an Episcopalian church in uh, Columbus. And I'll say, from the like formative years, mm-hmm. I was there like a lot. Yeah. Like my grandparents shifted and actually started going to church with me, did Sunday school, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I stuck with church probably. I mean, you had to go to church to go to camp, mm-hmm. but I would say active wise, I probably started to slow down around middle school. Mm. So like all of elementary into middle, I was basically there every Sunday, every Wednesday for youth group, like yeah. every like um, mission trip, all that stuff. So, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of how it started. Mm, okay. Cool, mm-hmm, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So what happened after middle school for you? Like, like, was there like a turning point? Like why did things start to, I think it was switch? like, to be honest, there's probably not a specific moment, you know, it's like you, well, one, I think I went to church more for my friends in a way. Yeah. I was less motivated. Well, no. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. One thing I hated about church was that I was not as educated as everyone else in my youth group. Okay. So like we would go to like youth Do you group mean like in, in church, in church things. things. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So we would go to like youth group mm-hmm. and it'd be like, let's discuss this part of the Bible. And, and I would like, be like, I have no this? idea what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, I think you and I are similar where we like know the big name brand stories. It, no, like literally, like <laughs> I had a Bible. I was, I went through baptism. I got confirmed. Yeah. Like, oh, I never like, went through confirmation actually. Oh, I went through confirmation, went yeah. to Atlanta, went to the big thing, like all that kind of stuff. But like, I never like sat down and read the Bible from page to like cover to cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I've I never... Like, besides, like, the kids' versions of the Bible, which I would read, like, at night, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, not to the extent where, like, we would be, like, sitting in youth group and they'd be like, oh, the First Corinthians section, whatever, you know, this happens and blah, 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 and I believe this. And I would just be like, 
I wouldn't talk. I like, I wouldn't engage because I would just be like, I don't either. I don't know, or I don't know enough to feel confident to like comment on it. Yeah. And then I would feel like stupid, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I always kind of had this like, didn't belong vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think that also kind of stemmed from people in my youth group that were already friends or like families that were already friends being Ooh, so close, but it, it's hard because like, I, we call we call our group DB Cub, and I was always a part of it. Yeah. But like, I don't know if I've always just had like a slight imposter syndrome in certain friend groups where I just don't know if I fully fit in. Even though like they would all say to me right now, like, of course you do. Like, yeah. you're a part of the group, like whatever. But it's like a weird feeling. Anyway, I say all that to say, middle school was really hard for me, just on myself and like becoming who I am liking myself like all that like it was already kind of just a weird time Mm -hmm. and then to throw in like oh you need to believe all of this to be a christian or you need to do all of this Mm. plus i was making friends in school who were like baptist and all these other denominations who were learning different things and i had this best 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 friend who i won't mention her name but she was like my bestie for a good chunk of time and she went to a very different style church i won't mm-hmm. say which one because i don't want it to sound like i'm trying to be whatever about it yeah but the church that she went to was really into like those go away for a weekend and get like kind of terrified into like 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 i'm talking like like see things and like be like <laughs> you have to listen to jesus or you'll die kind of like a thing oh. like very aggressive really? and that sounds a little cult like no it uh, to be honest i don't even like, I don't really know the extent of it because I wasn't allowed to go. My grandparents decided I couldn't go after they read about it yeah. and watched some, like, YouTube videos on it and, like, talked to a couple people, like, in our friend group in and outside of church. Because, like, obviously, like, my, my grandparents of all people are not judgmental and, like, it'd be like them saying, oh, like, you know, I don't know. Okay, anyway. So... <laughs> I didn't go, but a few of my friends went and they all hated it. They came back and they were just like terrified. They were like, you know, like it basically looked like somebody was getting nailed to a cross and like people were getting beat with rocks and like kind of like telling the story, but like aggressively and being like, if you act like this or you, you know, do these things, like this is what's coming for you kind of a thing. And you're like in middle school. So it's kind of like, yeah. And I feel like in middle school, I'm already hearing so many opinions about what you should and shouldn't do, what you should and shouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of by eighth grade, I think I was fed up with not knowing enough about the Bible that I started to kind of like take it into my own account to like, I didn't read necessarily, but like do more research into like what the stories are what it is that we're really talking about. And maybe that's around when I got confirmed too. Like, I don't know. It's all a blur. Yeah. And you know, you're going to camp Bible too. So it's like, you're learning stories there, which mm-hmm. that is more relaxed version of church. 100%. 1000%. Yeah. Like camp. That was a church I could go to every Sunday. I probably would. Oh, same. Um, but I say all that to say, I kind of went off on this weird tangent and I don't even know if it's any, any of it's making sense, but I say all that to say, I think I got overwhelmed And then I started to question why I believed anything that was coming out of these people's mouths because I didn't see the proof, if that makes sense. And that's just, I feel like something that people go through. And I think that like, even in like things outside of religion, you kind of question, well, why do we believe this? Like, why am I saying that I have to do this or this definitely happened or he's there? And then, I don't know, you start asking these questions out loud 
and then you start getting the backlash of questioning. Mm-hmm. So then you stop asking the questions. Exactly. And then you just want to shut down and you just want to stop going. Yeah. And I think around, <clears throat> sorry, around that time, I think my grandparents stopped going too. Mm-hmm. So they would just drop me off because they were never really like gung ho. Like, I mean, like, yeah. They have no problem with people going to church, but I just don't think that's a part of what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They did it for me because I wanted to go. Yeah. And so once I got old enough to just be like, okay, we're going to drop you off on Sundays and Wednesdays or okay, go stay the night at one of your friends' house on Saturday. You can go to church with them on Sunday. Yeah. That was fine. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think it just, it's one of those crazy times in my life where I was just like, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I had control over it yeah. because I didn't have to do it. Yeah. My grandparents were never going to make me do anything. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, I love my friends yeah. and I want to hang out with them. Yeah. But also like, it makes me a bad person if I say I don't believe it because that's how it kind of feels. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was just very weird. Anyway, yeah. now that I've talked for 45 minutes, what about you? <laughs> um, well, obviously, like I said, kind of like the, like the turning point for me was when we just kind of like slowed down going to church because we moved. Um, but I will say like, if you flash forward a few years, and I will say there's a couple of like very also big moments that have like reconfirmed my faith and then also unconfirmed it. And the first one that I'll talk about is this happened when I was really little. So I don't remember I was um, staying at my aunt Ruby's house, which is not an act of my aunt. Like she was literally my babysitter growing up when Mm -hmm. we lived in our first location, which was Conyers, Georgia. And um, like we called her mama Rubes and I literally would go there for like hours like she was like our babysitter like yeah like 15 different kids would go over to her house like it was one of those like in-home daycare kind of things Mm -hmm. um but there were a ton of kids of my age there and there was one day where it was raining outside now keep in mind I moved away when I was like six years old so this had to be when I was like four or five because I was reading when do you start reading I know I was really young like reading reading like big like book books or like you're learning sight words books books after like i mean cadence is six Mm -hmm. and he can read like sight words and write like four word sentences okay so So like it's not like reading a book book yeah yeah this was probably when i was like five or six then because i do know that i started reading very young because my parents had me do hooked on phonics i don't Mm. know oh i i didn't have it but i yeah Yeah. i knew about it but okay so this had to be probably when i was like five or six because i was I was reading out of my Bible, but it was a kid's Bible. So obviously mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. you know, kid friendly. Um, anyways, oh my gosh, that was such a long way to get to this point. So it was raining outside and I was really sad that it was raining because all my friends and I wanted to go out and play. Mm-hmm. And so I literally started reading the Noah's Ark story out of my kitty Bible and it stopped raining. And so we were like, yay, go outside <laughs> to play out in the sun or whatever. And then as soon as we get outside and like kind of get our game going, it starts pouring down again. So I come back inside and I read my book again and it stops raining. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, Jesus, is everyone meant to go outside and have fun while I just sit here and read? Like, oh, <laughs> and so, but that was a little bit, that was one of those things where like my little t- child brain was like, what the heck? Like, yeah. Jesus can come in the weather just for me. You know what <laughs> I mean? So that was like one of those things. But then, um, Growing. just for me <laughs> yeah so then obviously like I said okay again back to that part we left Conyers came to closer to Atlanta and I just you know we didn't find a new church that we liked or whatever but obviously I was still going to camp but like same thing I wasn't really into it as much but it reminded me when you were talking about your story was 
one of the churches that we decided to try and go to had like a youth groups situation. And I think ours was called like inside out or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went there, we went to the same church, maybe like three or four weeks in a row. And I got added to this group of girls and, you know, we would go to like our main sermon and then or praise and worship and then sermon and then we would break out into our small groups or whatever mm-hmm. and I got in with this group of girls and none of them went to like my middle school um I didn't know any of them yeah and it was all very clear that they were like very tight friends like I mm-hmm. think like the weekend or two before I joined they like had a huge sleepover at like the youth group leader's house and they mm-hmm. were like telling stories and laughing about it, like inside jokes from that. And so I'm just sitting there like, okay, all these girls are like besties and like also it's middle school. So they're not really giving you the time of day. Oh like, yeah. If you don't make the effort, like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. And so we went for a couple weeks and then I was like, mom, dad, like I really hate it. Like I Aww. really hate it. Like, I wasn't talking to anyone. I was just going in, standing by myself, being like, yay, Jesus, during praise and worship, sitting by myself during the sermon. Stop. Sitting in there and just not talking to anyone because I'm like, I don't know these girls and they're so like tight knit and I'm just here. So like same with like kind of like that imposter syndrome type mm-hmm. of thing where it's like if I if I'd spoken up, they probably would have accepted me like that. Mm-hmm. But it made it, they just made it so hard that it was like, Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. So then, um, yeah, nothing really changed from then on until the other like really big like moment that I can think of where I was like, oh, maybe I should like relook into this is that so my brother was in a really bad car accident in March of, oh my gosh, 2012, I think. 2011, maybe? What grade were you in? I think it was 2012. You would have been a freshman. No. He was a freshman or sophomore. He was a sophomore in college. It wasn't his freshman year. In college? Yeah. He was in college. But he's he's a year older than me. He graduated in 2012. Yeah, I was about to say. 2013 or 2014? Because I. It doesn't matter. Yeah. My brother was in a really bad car accident. He was hit head on by a drunk driver. It was very bad situation. Like he was cut out of the car. He had all these injuries. It was craziness or whatever. And I was with my friend Sarah at the time. And, um, it literally like the odds that I was sleeping over at her house and going to church with her in the morning. And my mom calls me while I'm at church of all places to tell me that this has happened. And then like, I, you know, I told her parents what happened or whatever. My mom couldn't come pick me up for a little bit longer because she had to like pack her bags because we're driving yeah. to Florida because the wreck was in Florida and we live in Georgia. Um, and so, you know, her dad goes up to like the pastor or whoever and is like, hey, can you make sure that you add to the prayer list? Like Holly's um, brother was like in a car accident like just a minute ago. Not a minute ago, but like, but, like that night. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah or whatever. And I was just like, that's really interesting. I, I just... Happened to be me there. who never goes to church, happened to have a sleepover, happened to be at church when all this is happening and able to have like a whole congregation, like pray over my brother was kind of interesting. So that kind of like reignited a little bit of something in me. Um, 
and then flash forward to college. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll pause there. Is there anything like that you want to add for your story that's like middle school up to college years of like sure okay <laughs> <laughs> um so I would say like by the end of middle school or whatever I will say that like I started to get closer with the girls at at church or whatever um like really kind of like dove into a friendship group because keep in mind I was the only one that went to a different school or if I went to the same school I was a grade above the person that went to that school or under or whatever anyway So with that being said, I still went to church in high school, just not regularly, like maybe for a special holiday, a couple of youth groups here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, I think I was Mary freshman year of Christmas still. Like, like (laughs) I had already done it, but they were like, we need a Mary. And uh, it's always going to be Mary. (laughs) Can you please birth my Jesus? And Zach's going to be your, your husband okay anyway um so or joseph i could not remember his name i literally wanted to be like jonas Jonas, (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we're okay anyway so um i would say it wasn't that i didn't mm, what how do i want to say this okay i still believed in everything that had to do with church at that point like i you know, believe in Jesus, all that kind of stuff would still like support like that whole idea, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I would really only heavily like think about it during the summertime when I was at camp. Um, and then the summer before college, my best friend dies. Yeah. And I go through that whole kind of why would someone who is supposed to be this almighty God or Jesus, or whoever the heck, ever take such a young Mm -hmm. person out of this world? Why would they cut someone's life short with die in the most, like, weird, like, it was just like, why would this happen? You know what I mean? And so it wasn't, that wasn't necessarily the first thing, obviously, I thought. But, like, as time was going on, especially because, like... Yeah. And then like people in his family, other families near us were very religious, Um, like his family, very religious. So like, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm listening to people pray about it. And it's hard because I'm like, I don't understand why we're praying about something so terrible, which that was just me trying to work through whatever it is that I'm believing. Cause it's like, I'm not saying that's wrong in any way. It just was just trying to understand. Yeah. And it was hard for me to be like, you know, dear God, please like, you know, watch over us and like protect his family and like love on his mother who is grieving and like all this kind of stuff. Because in my back of my mind, I was like, but this is the same God that took him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just really hard. So I think that was like a really, like one of the main times where I was like, no, I, I, well, at that point, I think I was like, I don't even want to believe. Like, I think at that point I was like, if if this is the kind of like consequence I get for like, even though it's not, but that's how my mind was at the time was like, yeah. if this is a consequence of like loving, you know, this like religion and like all this kind of stuff, I don't want it. Like I would rather just like not or whatever. But I also always stood by certain things, you know, growing up where I would be like, I don't believe in hell. 
I was like, if, if Jesus is so good and God is so good, like there wouldn't be a place like they would accept everybody. Yeah. No, no matter your sin, they would accept everybody. Yeah. So that's why I kind of, I think I've always kind of been back and forth in the back, back of my mind. But mm-hmm. that specific moment I know for a fact was like, no, nah, I'll bump this. Like, I just can't understand it. I can't put my mind around it. Yeah. Um, but I will pause there because the next part is like in college, unless you want me to keep going. I'll, I'll do one okay. point that I have um, because in uh, – I don't want to name – I know. I've been naming some people, but I shouldn't really. If, I, well, it's more like entities. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, like, I mean, it's going to be really obvious if you know anything about this – Religion. Place. Oh. Um, but I went to it so early on in college, I went to um like a huge like conference for like young adults that are also Christians. And the first year that I went, did I only go one year? I think I Is this where you got the um child? Yeah. I think you said you went twice. I think you're right. I think I did go twice got the child <laughs> sorry i mean you can no, you can talk funny. about it no, sorry that was a funny way to word it but for explanation because i didn't take a child <laughs> yeah uh no you can like uh basically uh sponsor, sponsor children in like you know third world countries and i have a sponsor child in rwanda um that i signed up for during the conference so anyways there's this conference and it's like it's like a two days or two and a half days and there's a lot of praise and worship and it's like in a huge arena so there's like you know crazy stage value and they have all these different pastors come and all these different messages and like you can go out in small groups and like it is really impactful I will say that like I was I was so impacted by it by after after the first one I came home and like I have my bible and I had like my notes and my highlights and my stickies in it from taking notes during all the sermons and everything um And I literally came home and I was like basically preaching to my mom, like Mm. recapping a lot of like the stuff that we went over and everything. Um, And I mean, that's the best way that I can put it. I was was literally like basically preaching to her. Um, And one thing that like really stuck with me from the first ones is that I definitely went through a little bit of a hoe phase in college, as we all do, learning to... Well, not all of us. Not all of us, you know. But I went through like a little bit of a hoe phase where I definitely was like sleeping around for sure. Like definitely sort of getting my feelings about myself from other people. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? Like, mm -hmm. oh, this guy thinks I'm hot, so I'm hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like learning to love myself in the wrong way, in the Mm -hmm, worst mm -hmm. way. Yeah, yeah, And a big thing that one of the pastors was talking about was like sleeping around saving yourself till marriage whatever and I'm like in the stands like in tears because I'm like oh my god I'm a horrible person I've got to change this about myself and in one way I'm happy for it because it showed me that I was looking for love in the wrong places in the law in the wrong way but in another way it really turned me off because I felt like there was no coming back from it if that Mm. makes sense like I've done these things you're going to hell and that's it sorry bye (laughs) yeah no I get what you mean have fun like you know what I mean like it just 
there was a piece of me and obviously I know that there's like redemption and everything like that but in my brain at the time the way this person was wording this I just was like oh my god I have fucked up so bad mm-hmm. um but again like I said oh, I came home and I was preaching to my mama you know mm-hmm. what I mean and mm-hmm. whatever and I was like I am not you know gonna be what anybody else told marriage and whatever mm-hmm. okay um and I think okay that's where I'll stop to let you continue <laughs> okay the next yeah the next are you out of college now or no I'm not out of go college. through college because my mine's so short okay okay I, so same church that puts on the conference I went to a couple of sermons there or like just a couple, couple of Sundays there always enjoyed it I've never really enjoyed um praise and worship at any other church than my home church because ain't mm-hmm. nobody to it like they do oh my gosh just because like I grew up in even though there was like high production value in it because we were kind of like a mega church it wasn't like the Christian rock you have these days it mm-hmm. was like high it was like high production value but it was like gospel you know what I mean mm-hmm. like we had some performers like mm. it just and I'm like maybe it's just because it's what I grew up on but like nothing will beat it as far as Christian music goes it's like the there's something about a deep beautiful gospel choir though that's that sets it a, a little bit higher in my opinion yeah than just like this rock music version yeah. but I, I and I'll have to play you some of their like sound soundtrack some of their songs from mm-hmm. like, a very specific cd because like I mean, I probably haven't listened to the, their songs in maybe 10 years and I could say every single word like mm. because it, it just, it, it, it stuck hits. with you. It hits. Okay. Oh my gosh. Anyways, <laughs> so, um, so I'm in like a, this new church, whatever. Um, and blah, blah, blah. It's good. I'm going blah, 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 enjoying it. You know, it is what it is. <sighs> then I go to like a ladies night thing that they have every, I don't know. It's like Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday night. Like it's mm-hmm. once a week or maybe it's, it might only once be a, once a week, a couple it might be weeks, like once a month or something. Yeah, I don't remember. But I've seen like a bunch of girls posting about it on social media, and it looks really cool. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give them that. So I walk into this thing, and it looked like like IG baddies took over a church because oh, it was what? Like they had an actual. It they hadn't not like thoughty or anything like that yeah 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 but like they had an actual truck that they were like handing out like flower truck flowers with Mm -hmm. which i'm like okay how much did this cost they had this giant thing i mean they have to be like probably 30 foot ceilings they have these giant walls imagine it like kind of um it's like four corners basically Mm -hmm. and in each corner it's like set up with a different backdrop like one of them is literally an entire floral wall mm-hmm. like 3d florals with a swing hanging from a 30 foot ceiling and they have photographers stationed at each of these four corners to people come to like come take pictures then they have this like 60 foot banquet table with sweets a donut wall like when i talk this has this sounds be... like a party <laughs> well my thing is like y'all spent $50,000 on this one night for people to come in and do this. Okay. So, which is be that as it may, mm-hmm. it just didn't sit well with me because I was going in and I was like, this is such like fanfare. Like this is <clears throat> making like, it just, I'm trying to explain it in the way that it really is in my head. 
accurately because it was one of those things where I was like, you shouldn't need all this to sell people on Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it should speak for itself. And it gets worse. Well, my my thing is, and maybe I'm just not understanding it exactly yet, but to me, it doesn't sound like church at all. Like, it doesn't sound like the, it doesn't sound like the main focus is yeah. church. It yeah. sounds like the main focus is presentation. Exactly. So, and that, okay, so that's exactly what I was trying to say is that like, it seemed like, you know, if there was 3000 girls there, right. It seemed like almost every single one of them was there to take pictures and eat sweets and post on Instagram about it rather than like be there to like practice their faith. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for saying that because that sounds so judgmental and like, you're not supposed to judge, but like that was just what was happening in my gut. Well, my thing is, is you're not being judgmental because you're not saying they can't do that. You're just saying that's how it came across to you. And you don't think that that's something you wanted to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, if it was me, I would rather just go to a sermon and know that $50,000 or however much it costs to put on. And maybe it wasn't that much. Yeah. Maybe it was $5,000, but $5,000 is a lot of freaking money. Well, in my, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be devil's advocate real quick. Is that to me, it doesn't really matter what it costs. It it's like, it shouldn't be a production. T- I don't. Okay, well, I have two things. I don't mind when churches or kind of like events like that, like Mm -hmm. off of church, are productions because, I mean, I've seen like, you know, storytelling, you know, like at Christmas or whatever, be whatever it is. I've seen like for my graduation, our church did a huge graduation party Mm -hmm. for all of the kids graduating and there were different corners of the room that were decorated. Granted, probably about a $100 budget, okay? Like nothing crazy, but... I say all this because it's like, at the end of the day, every time I've been to one of those productions or events, it has been rooted in conversation or storytelling or just lifting each other up through the word of the Lord. Yeah. And I, I just think that like the idea that it's like, let's go take pictures in front of a flower wall with a swing. Why? I want to know why, but, but no, but no, that's exactly it. I I would want to know why I would want to say like, if this is what we want to do, cool. Like whoever plans the event, awesome. What was your reasoning behind saying, let's have a flower wall. Mm-hmm. Let's have four different pictures. Let's hire photographers. Photographers are great. Yeah. Like I, I love seeing pictures of my friends that are singing at church. Like I, I see so many people that I know that are like doing all these great things at their own churches. And I'm like, I'm glad y'all have somebody to document this videos, whatever. Yeah. But it's, I would just, I, I would need the clarification on what made you feel like this was going to help boost your mission yeah and because uh, to me every church in a way has their own mission mm-hmm. so it's, it's the same i would expect from any other company nonprofit, to be like this is our mission we did this event because we want to whatever yeah and maybe that's just my nonprofit brain but it's like and i will say like i know that these events are successful in bringing in more people which is probably their goal to get more people into the church okay get more people to sit and listen which mm-hmm. is totally valid and i want to also say that like it wasn't just like I was sitting there like, oh my God, they spent so much money on this when they could have fed the homeless. Like, I wasn't like that. Well, because we it also, was, they could be feeding the homeless. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. We don't know their whole and budget. They are. Like, they're yeah. doing other stuff that's great for the community and everything. But it's one of those things like you just, you know, when you feel so deep in your gut that like this does not feel right, mm-hmm. that's just how I felt. No matter how and that's okay. I spun it in my head, I just didn't feel right about it. 
So then. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I went on a little tangent too. No, no, you're good. You're good. I, I will add that this, like I said, that this happens every week or two weeks or month or whatever it is. And every time they go this hard Mm -hmm. with a different theme. Okay. So they're constantly recycling stuff. You know what I mean? They're not Mm -hmm. like, not, not recycling, doing new stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's another part of it that I was a little bit like, maybe it's like a once a year, you'll go all out and do this craziness. Mm -hmm. But like doing it. It happens all the time. Every time was, I'm just lot anyways okay sorry yeah i need to move my story along you guys sorry (laughs) um too much world building (laughs) oh my gosh um so then we go in for the sermon like you know they close not close off but they're like ushering people into the main what is the hall called where you have rests down in the pews the main church i guess i mean ours was like all saints (laughs) hall that was yeah, the name like of ours. Something. Yeah. I feel like there's a word for it, but I can't. There probably it. is. Let's say auditorium. Into the auditorium. Oh my god. Um. And anyways, so they kind of like get the night started. How is everybody feeling tonight? Get us started, which is all well and good. But then the lady that's like leading it goes into I'm not kidding you, like thirty to forty five minutes of. We have a new podcast about this, this, and this. Make sure you go subscribe over there. We've got a new book about this, this, and this. Go subscribe over there. We've got an accompanying workbook to go with the book. You can find that at the bookstore out there. It was like, I'm not kidding you, 30 minutes of selling me product. And I was like, after all that, I just wanted to sit down and listen to something good. And now I'm just being sold on all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Then it was like 20 to 30 minute sermon, a couple more songs done. And I was like, I want to say something. Okay, first, let me just, I'm just going to reiterate. This is all coming from a place of love and us just having a conversation about what we've been through. And I don't want anything to be misconstrued as us being judgmental. I just felt I needed to say that again because of what I'm about to yeah, say. Yeah. So what I want to say <laughs> is that I have seen Mm -hmm. in the past Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about this church for example but or this event Mm -hmm. people and i've heard people like Mm -hmm. say this kind of stuff where it's like it's a way to make money in a sense of like the money is going to something good Mm -hmm. but we've turned it into like a marketing thing or we've turned it into like what what are those like um Oh gosh, what are they called? It's almost like sales in a sense. It's like, we, we believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. We love Jesus. We have a church. We want more people to come to our church. What's going to make people come to our church? This thing's going to make us come to our church. Now we've got all these people, but we need to make more money for our church. Mm -hmm. How can we make more money for our church? And I feel like some of that is good in the mindset of like, yes, you want more people. Yes. You obviously need money to function. But at what point does it turn into too much focus on like what the church can give you yeah versus like what jesus can give you well yeah but it's like it's like it's it's more well, I, maybe i said that wrong it's it's more about what can our people mm-hmm. our congregation give us mm-hmm. and okay. less about what are we giving our congregation yeah like what are we walking away with mm-hmm. versus what are they walking away with yeah and that maybe that's just like something i've noticed is like there's a place and I have been there before and I've had a couple of weird experiences Mm -hmm. of just feeling like very much like a monopoly of like, it's just the focus is not even on 
the day of like, like literally on a Sunday, my focus is on going to a like underground jungle gym, playground, mm-hmm. paint, party, yep. pizza, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, if the kids don't even want to go to church, they don't have to. Or, oh, you're a teenager. You don't even have to come into the, ser- yeah. the sermon. Yeah. And it's like, I think you can have both. I think you can have people going to sermons mm-hmm. and getting something and taking away a story. And, you know, you're preaching this thing and you want people to believe it and blah, blah, blah. But then you can have the fun stuff. But it's yeah. like, it's a it's a balance that I think some people, and this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. I just think some people, some places have lost that balance of like, what is the real reason that you want people to come here every yeah. day? Are you trying to sell them an amusement park? Are you trying to sell them an Instagram worthy story? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to actually like promote this like godly life or whatever? Yeah. And I think that's my issue is like, I don't, I don't know where I belong in that spectrum and I don't know how I feel about it. And I don't have enough experience and I haven't asked all the questions yeah. to like fully make a, you know, like I'm not like sitting here being like, it's wrong. Cause I don't know all the answers, yeah. but like, that's just how it's perceived to me. It's like, where's the balance where like, yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I was also going to add about like kind of the reiterating, like the non-judgmental part is like, I'm also kind of with saying that we are not judging others. I'm also asking like y'all not to judge us because this obviously is a very vulnerable topic oh, yeah. for both of us. And like something that's hard to kind of put online for literally the entire world to listen to if they want to. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where, like, I don't want people coming at us for our beliefs, you know, because we won't come at you for your beliefs. And it's just, like, sharing these stories is a way to share how we got to where we are. And, you know, it's one of those things where maybe this church gives every single penny they make from any of these events or products that I felt like I was being sold on to things that are important or it goes back into the church to provide mm-hmm. more experiences so that more people come to the church so they can make more money to donate to more, you know, places and whatever. And that's all fine and good. I'm just trying to express how it made me feel. Cause it wasn't good. It just feels like weird to me that like people don't focus on the actual sermon. Yeah. I don't know. I, and, and that's I, how I felt, I was like, I was there for an hour and a half and I got 20 minutes of like, what I felt like was the important stuff, you know, I would have had no problem saying, Oh, there was like a $5 fee to get in, but that $5 fee covers this event and anything extra goes to blank. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're handing out flowers, handing out all of this food. And like, it's not like it's a small amount. Like I see women holding like 20 flowers and like, those are not cheap. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And maybe they were donated. I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions, but I just, I'm, it's the like perception. Said, it's I'm literally just the perception. How it made me feel that mm-hmm. I just was like, we're just, it feels like everyone's here for Instagram and not for maybe what we should be. And I will say that that's okay. On that note, that's totally fine. I just want to make it clear. Like you are totally like yeah. in the right for feeling the way you feel, but it also like devil's advocate again. Yeah. Maybe there, that place is just not for you. Because there are probably women who went there and freaking loved it. And And they only wanted a 20 or less minute sermon. And and they feel great about it. And I, that's totally fine too. It's the same way with like different religions and different, whatever. It's like, this is just like, yeah, it just sounds like it wasn't for you. And it's not something that you meshed well with. And it wasn't what you wanted to be a part of. Yeah. And that's all I'll say. 
Yeah, and I will say that, like, you know, again, like, my main point and kind of emphasizing this part of the story is because it was another really big turning point for me Mm -hmm. in kind of assessing my own beliefs and feelings, etc. So do you want to add your college experience story here? Um, I mean, it's it's really simple. It was like, um, freshman year of college was really rough. I don't think I did that much at church, maybe like here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I joined my sorority mm-hmm. freshman year, probably by second semester, right after I did terribly first semester, I started to kind of hang out with some girls in my sorority that were into church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of like re-sparked something where I was like, kind of listening to some people say things that like I hadn't really heard be okay to say like in the same conversation we're having right now where like they were like okay like I've always questioned it too but I like enjoy my church because if I have these questions I can literally ask my pastor whoever and it's never felt judgmental it's always been like oh well why do you think you feel like this or well what you know what do you feel like this out of the third whatever it is that's just how they felt yeah And so I kind of like started to feel like kind of like I missed it. And I I was on staff um, that year, that whole summer I was on staff. And so I had kind of like rekindled a love during that because, you know, we go through training and we're at camp and like we're preaching in a way. And like there are so many things I think camp holds so close and near to their mission and their hearts that it's like a pouring of just love through Jesus. It's like, it's never felt preachy. It, it's never felt preachy. It's always felt like we're here to have fun and love on each other. Yeah, but it's 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 not even like even without the fun. It was like this is such a safe environment that like oh, whatever like whatever you feel, whatever you're going through, whatever like if you don't want to talk about it, if you do, like you can take something with you from this that is rooted in Jesus but is not attacking you in Jesus Mm -hmm. that makes sense like that kind of nurtures you plants your roots into something and you can flourish from there even if it's not at like the location anyway obviously I have a really passionate feeling about camp but I say all that because I spent my whole summer there yada 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 and then the next year my friend dies Mm -hmm. another friend and I was like are you joking like I was just kind of like shocked because she had gone to camp with me a couple times I had like we were the only no we were two out of three that went um you know the guy that went to so um it was just it was wild to me the situation was really terrible like but I kind of hit me again where I was like what am I doing I was feeling very like lost confused I was struggling with my beliefs and I knew that I was signed up to staff again the next summer. Mm -hmm. I was depressed. Like there was so much going on. So then I quit staff. I ended up not going back and I'm pretty sure that's why half the people at camp don't like me, which is fine because I did kind of leave in the middle of like, I had gone to like our togetherness and I had been struggling and a couple of girls in particular knew I was struggling. Like I talked to them a lot um, and they listened and, you know, they were like one person in particular literally was like, I'll support you in any decision you make. And she has even to this day, like still, but it's like that. And I think 
and I don't want to say this is a negative, but I, there are days where I regret ever not doing camp again that summer because I do think there were parts of it that probably could have helped me. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I just wanted to be at home in my own space and question everything that I ever believed. And it goes even farther than religion for me. There were just so many things that I was just like, what is this world? Like, what are, what is the human race? Why do we feel this way? Why are people sad? Why do people get like, like, it was just like this downward spiral from there. And then I don't think I went to church at all the entire rest of my college career. Yeah. Like I genuinely, I went to church for Lamb's funeral and hadn't been again. Yeah. And I, and I don't think I've walked into our church since then. Yeah. To this day. But I say all that with the open mind because I'm like, I would go back to my church in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I have no issue going to a, cere- a, a ceremony, a sermon. I have no like animosity towards that religion. I, I It's just, I know that when I go in there that like things that I hear in the sermon or things that we're singing about or whatever I'm always going to have a question mark Yeah. to this day. Like I just know, and there will never be an answer. It's something you're going to have to do on your own. I know, but it's like, I can still believe in something, which I do. I just don't know that I can believe exactly what you're telling me to believe out of the Bible. Yeah. And, and that's just me. I mean, I don't want to say like, no, I'm not even going to say that anyway. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, I would say I am a Christian. Yeah. I do believe in like some parts of the Bible. I do think that like, there are certain things that did happen, certain things that make sense to me. And then I think there's a good chunk of it that I don't think makes sense yeah. that I don't necessarily understand why it's not to say that it doesn't exist. That's the thing is I can't say that any of this does or doesn't. It's just yeah. like, I don't know that I'll ever be a hundred thousand percent like a devout, like mm-hmm. every week. Like I never see myself going to church every Sunday. Yeah, I, I just don't like, not to say I haven't prayed girl. I, I think I have prayed more <laughs> this past, like three months, four months, however many months it's been yeah. than I have in the last like six, seven years. Yeah, And it's like, Maybe that's just the way I am. And, you know, some people may judge me on that where you only want Jesus when it's like tough times. times. But like, if that's the case for me, then that's the case for me. I mean, and, and the thing is, is I feel like when I pray too, maybe this is a tangent too. I'm sorry. I've been going on a lot of tangents, but maybe when I pray, it's like, I don't necessarily like be like, dear God, blah, 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 blah. I just kind of like talk to whoever it is. Yeah. It's like, you know, for me, it's like, nobody's ever seen God. but do you get what i'm saying it's like nobody's ever seen god we don't know who god is we don't know what like i I don't know so to me i'm like i'm just talking to whoever's above me Mm -hmm. whoever is up there maybe it's not even god maybe it's just all these people that have been in my life that have passed that are sitting up there you know i don't know the ancestors (laughs) but you get what i'm saying it's like and so I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to stop talking so much. But I'm just like, I know who I am, kind of. And I know that I have no issues with what. And actually, I'm just going to point something else at. This is my, this is very, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there was even one point in my life, and I can't remember. I think it maybe it was in college, maybe it was before then, where I straight up was like ready to be a Buddhist because I, I had I, I had read so much about it. And I had been going through like what I wanted to believe in. And there were so many things that resonated me, resonated with me anyway. So obviously that didn't happen, but I just feel like I do believe in something. And maybe I've said this 16,000 times in different ways. And this episode is literally just chaos, but I believe in something. And I like having this like aura, I guess. I don't even know what the word is of like, there is this thing that I can grasp onto And I can like say like, I feel like I am speaking almost to something or Mm -hmm. like holding out for a higher power to make it make sense. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm ever going to get that answer that's going to be like, this is what makes sense. You get what I'm saying? And that's kind of where my disconnect is because it's like, if I'm asking, how do I know I'm even being heard? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Love it. I'm going to stop talking now. So it's funny because when you were talking about camp, I literally was getting a little bit emotional because same work for me where, and like, I do not want to position this that either of us are hitting on camp because it is literally like the single best place in the world. No, like literally like I would probably like just go there every weekend if I could still. For real. Like it's truly special. But one thing that I almost didn't even realize was a little bit of a turning point for me as well um, until you said it was so the, and hmm, been asked not to talk about this, but I feel like it doesn't really matter. It's been a while. You've been asked not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Let me get my water. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, cause obviously I told you but mm-hmm. when Zoe didn't return to camp after her first year, oh. um, I was offered that position but I had already like signed paperwork for another job. So I was like, I am so sorry. I cannot do it. And, you know, I knew what I was sacrificing. It was a huge thing that I wanted to do, but I just, my parents again are very professionals. Like you do not go back on your word. Like you signed paperwork. Like I just, I could not. You made your decision. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously someone else got that position. And then the next year when it came around, I probably did not do a good job of representing myself online, which is fine. And the next year when it came to do staff interviews, I was kind of, I wasn't cocky about it at all, but I was a little bit like, I feel like I have a really good shot. I mean, I got offered it last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like kind of last minute, you know, fingers crossed. Like, yeah. But there wasn't, I wasn't like expecting it, but I was like, I really think I have a good shot. Yeah. And then I wasn't offered it. Mm -hmm. And it definitely came to light that people's opinions of me because of how I represented myself online had changed. And it was really hard for me. Ooh. It's okay. It's fine. Ooh. Oh my God. It's okay. Because I felt like the place that like loved me no matter what and supported me no matter what and nurtured me so much was kind of turning their back on me and they didn't, I I think even realize it or give me a chance to explain myself or talk to me about certain things where it's always getting useful too. You never cry and it's really doing something to me. Sorry. No, I really don't. Um, except behind closed doors. (laughs) Keep going. But it just was really hard for me because it was like, 
I mean, you know more of the backstory, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into it because it's like kind of it's it's. it's- it's a lot and it's embarrassing and I don't feel like being judged for it again. It also stinks because it feels like you, it, it felt like at a time in my life where I was finally free to learn who I am, what I believe in, mm-hmm. I was immediately being judged and not given a chance to, like I said, like come into my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And well, my thing is, is like people, we were so young. Like, we were you very young. That, I mean, I was, what, 19? Yeah, it's like you're really just kind of learning how to express what you're feeling. Yeah. And in my opinion, I would, okay, let's just say I say something and then somebody doesn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to have that conversation. Exactly. And I like, it's the same thing we said earlier. We like to learn things. We like to see the other side. We like to whatever. And I just feel like that wasn't gifted to you in a way of like, well, she believes that bump her we're done with her yeah exactly. and i don't know maybe i'm not whatever anyway yeah mm. and i will say there are, there are bits and pieces of this that i'm assuming the story around but it also is one of those things where it's been va- made very clear to me to, to the point that's like even if i'm assuming like i know beyond a shadow of a doubt what happened behind mm-hmm. those doors mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, it is what it is. But it was a really tough time for me because, like I said, a place that was, like, one of, like, the safest places that also had that, like, root in Christianity that was, like, Mm -hmm. the safest of the safest places, like I said, kind of felt like I just had my back, like, my back, the, the back was turned on me and, like, that was that. And, like, I mean, I have, like, you and Char and, like, Sophie but I barely talk to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it just feels like, I mean, there are people I know I could reach out to from there if I, you know, whatever. It just, it just sucks though, because it's like, you know, I, I'm going to say one more thing about this. And I, this is going to be a long episode. y'all. It, I'm just going to say this is going to be a double because we're already an hour and I still have quite a few more things to say. I'm not going to lie. That's okay. I mean, I'm just like, okay. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have never been that bitch. No, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was shocked I got on summer staff. Really? I was appalled because I went through a phase of not feeling like I belonged to camp really? for a long time. Really? I didn't oh, know yeah. No, like I, especially because I was the only one from my, my church. Mm-hmm. I was the only one who lived in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Everyone came in with friends. Yeah. I was probably one of like four black people yeah. or anybody of color. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I was chunkier. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, I don't know. It just, there were so many different factors that just kind of felt like I didn't belong. And it, it you, I'm going to get so fucking emotional over this because you and I just like not feel like we belong, but then like finding friendship <laughs> is like so stupid and, <laughs> and it's fine. Uh, All I have to like crying. No, it's, fine it's, it's literally me no, I, I i cry every day no, I it's just like it's funny though because like you just saying that it's just like damn but this place also brought us together but no but and i then, no and i really do want to make that clear like there is nothing i would trade about my camp experience i think same. it's something that like has rooted me in some deep deep friendships i mean my one of my best friends from camp literally was the person who married gage and i yeah like Th- there's people that I can talk to. I've been in like there is so. I mean, there's 
virtually nothing I regret. And that's why I said earlier, like, this place is literally magical. It's so much. I mean, I take my brother there now. I basically am, like, his parent for minicamp. And I'm literally, like, excited for him to get to do what I did and do whatever he wants and get whatever he gets out of it. My brother does not go to church. My mom does not take him to church. He, We were literally at camp, and he didn't even know who Jesus was. Yeah. And then, of course, he's getting judged by these little bitty kids who are like, how do you not know who Jesus is? And then I'm sitting here being like, well, not not everyone goes to church. Not everyone has grown up the same way you have, like, explaining this. And and the thing about it is, is I can feel the way I feel, but it's literally just me feeling my emotions. Mm -hmm. When I go to camp, like, the director Mm -hmm. opens me with – hugs me with open arms. Like, everybody that works there loves me. Like, it's nobody is thinking, nah, she didn't – She's she quit on us. She can't yeah. come back. She's not allowed here. Nobody is saying that. No. This is just me and how I feel about what I made my decisions about. Yeah. Or exactly. how I feel about being there. Mm-hmm. And these are, like, they're not necessarily negatives. Yeah. They're just not, like, my it's favorite like, part. It's, like, it's, like, how you feel, but also, like, it's, like, it's, like, the adolescence and figuring out yourself, understanding yourself, accepting yourself, loving yourself, but just in that specific environment. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the same where it's, like, figuring that out in high school, in college, at camp. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's just th- that environment promotes certain other feelings, you know what I mean, where it makes it – because you're – it's funny. Because you are so loved there – when you feel like you don't love yourself, it almost makes you feel like you don't belong. Right. You know what I mean? No, it's literally, it's literally, because that's exactly what it is. Everyone owns themselves there. Everyone is just purely themselves. There's no reason to so not when be. when you're wrestling with that, it makes it like, well, I'm not, like, how, how, how am I the same as them if I don't know who I am? If yeah. I'm just completely active fool because I'm weird and fun and crazy. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. So. I mean, it really resonates on what you say, too, because it's like in those young years and even some oh my god sometimes now it's like you don't like know exactly what it is that makes you love yourself and it's like you're I think everybody always battles with like that Mm self-love so when you go to these places and it's just like unconditionally Mm -hmm. you are who you are and we love you for that it's like how do you know that how do you know you love me Mm -hmm. because like honey what how like it's it's so it's like overwhelmingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. It literally is. It's like an overwhelming amount of just like abundantly pure souls. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. And this is so funny. I just need to clarify <laughs> I know so much about cults. <laughs> this, is not, this is not the same love as love bombing, like in order to initiate people into cults. I just what? Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, so one of like the number one ways that people are recruited into cults is through the process called love bombing. I'm deceased. And it's basically, it happens very much so in MLMs as well. Um, it can happen in Greek life as well, where it's like, you are basically like brought into this, you know, society of people or group of people. And they are like, we love you so much. You are amazing. You are broken. You're beautiful, but that's okay. And we love you. And it is taken to an extreme. Oh my god! And then so you join said cult, uh-huh. and then that's when they break you down and you know, quote unquote, kind of build you back up. But in uh-huh. the cult's 
you like, you know, um, ideals framework of what they want you to Okay, be. well, let me reframe. Nobody is telling us in these moments that we're broken or weird or whatever. We're yeah. just saying that about ourselves. Yeah. Like, you don't go to camp and they're like, you're weird, but we love you. No. Yeah. It's, like it's just. People just literally act a fool and be themselves and no one judges for Yeah, it. That's, that's literally that's it. That's like what we mean by love. It was just funny because like the way you said it for a second, I was like, I really hope people don't think that this is what it's like it's definitely not like that that's so funny. which is exactly what we would say no, i'm just kidding yeah. um but but it is just a place that's where, wild i yeah. didn't even know that was a thing clearly i need to brush up on my cult oh knowledge. cults are so fascinating you know how i love all we'll do a cult episode later weird, and cults are so like intricate we'll call it the dark episode and we'll talk about cults okay perfect i love cults in <laughs> not that way though like i love learning about them because it's so if y'all would have seen her face as soon as she said i love colts her eyes got huge and she was like but not in that way not in that way i love like just how i love studying anything that's like the unknown if mm-hmm. that makes sense i love learning about cults because it's like how does this happen mm-hmm. like how do people literally like end up worshiping lizard gods by like smearing their poop on walls i need to know like mm-hmm. to go from a normal human being to that. Yeah. It's just a lot. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so wait. So we're at an hour and fifteen, which is long for us. And I have a couple more things I want to say before we wrap up. I think you say what you need to say. I've said what I need to say. Okay. I just keep getting really like strong opinions about what you're saying, but I'ma hold off. <laughs> I'ma hold I'ma hold it down. Okay. <laughs> hold it down. Um, um yep. I hate when we do that. It's yes. so freaky. It's so Okay, yes. Wrap uh, us up, girly. Zoe and I are our own cult. It's just the two of us. Join if you'd like. <laughs> Please don't. I don't want to run a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the... I don't got the... I, don't, I ain't got the... You ain't got the... What is it called? I I cannot handle stress enough to run a cult. Okay. That well, that's stressful. good. That's stressful. I'm glad you feel that way. Okay. Um, Keep going. Anyways, okay. So I just kind of wanted to debrief on where I'm at now when it comes to faith yes. and the last kind of big turn or whatever in my story of this is, you know, where this is probably going. My Nana passing away. My Nana is, she was a Christian, but she also like heavily believes in reincarnation and your soul kind of, you know, going where it needs to go, crossing planes or dimensions or whatever it is. And kind of, she also is like a big believer in like energies, if that makes sense. And so I think a big thing for me was going through all this time, kind of at the end and after college of really not feeling like a part of the church at all and really almost kind of not wanting to be because I've just seen some things about it that I didn't want to be a part of. Um, and I really struggled with the overall faith of it and stories kind of like you were talking about where it's like some of the Bible stories are kind of like, "Mm." and like, even my dad believes some of them are symbolic. He doesn't believe that they like actually were like an event that happened or whatever. Mm -hmm. He thinks that some of them are symbolic stories. Um, I think I've kind of mixed how I was raised with my Nana's thoughts with 
my grandparents on my other side, my Mima and Poopa, so Southern thoughts. Cause like my Mima is also very into like your higher consciousness and like all that sort of stuff. And so as it stands right now, like I do believe in a higher power. I do believe in many of the stories from the Bible, but I also kind of, I also feel myself believing in the universe just kind of having its way of keeping balance on the earth and around the galaxies and shit. Like we don't even know what else is out there, Mm -hmm. you know, and it goes for infinity. And like, when I try and wrap my brain around that, I'm like, yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah. And like, just there's so much unknown that I'm like, I think that I'm just comfortable with it being unknown. Mm -hmm. And you know, people that have faith, like they don't, they, they haven't seen Jesus. They haven't seen God. Like it's faith. And I have faith that there's a lot that we don't know. And I'm comfortable with that. And I'm also of the opinion that like our souls go somewhere and it might not be heaven or hell. It might just be, they transfer into whatever's next, or maybe they do stay here and have a really hard time going into their next path. Like what, Sorry, I thought of something, but I'm I'm putting it over my mouth so I don't talk. Okay. <laughs> um, and just I don't know, like that's kind of where I'm at. And if something comes up, like, but I'm also right now feeling like I don't feel so strongly that like my mind's not going to be changed about mm-hmm. anything. Like, if someone comes along and is like, "This is really interesting. Look at these, you know, facts or stories or whatever it is," I'd be like, "Oh, okay," and I'd probably take that into my arsenal. But I'm not like strictly a Baptist Christian. I'm not strictly like a Sunni. Oh my God, am I gonna, I'm going to get wrong. Is a Sunni Muslim? Don't ask me because I don't want to be wrong either. I know these eighth grade. It's funny because like I, I specifically remember learning about this in like my eighth grade history class. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, is it Sunni and Shiite? Because now I'm going to get it wrong. That's going to be really embarrassing. It's okay. It's fine. Anyways, but like, I'm, we my, acknowledge my that is, we're not knowledgeable in that. Yeah, right. My, my, my point is, is that like, I'm not this very specific thing and that's concrete and I'm stuck in that. I kind of am just open to whatever is offered to me and I'll take that information as it is. And I'll put it into my arsenal of whatever and stew on it and figure out what I believe as I go along. And I'm not pressed to feel like I have to know exactly everything right now because there's no possible way for me to. Mm -hmm. So I'm just sitting in that and kind of being okay with it. If that makes sense. It does. I'm going to say one thing. I know I said I wasn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. You were, no. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you were talking about souls. Yeah. And see, this is my thing is like, I just listened to you talk about how you feel Mm -hmm. and it was like, had me thinking about how I feel and what, like, whatever. Anyway, I think one thing that I have noticed too is through my reading, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of like different versions of what religion might be Mm -hmm. in like a fantasy world or in real life. If it's just like a little romance novel or if it's whatever, like, but, but (laughs) no, literally. So in the Akutar series, there's a like, I don't even remember what it's called. Oh my God. It's going to really make me mad. Uh, the star thing, the star. Starfall? Starfall. Oh, Starfall yeah. happens and it's literally the souls crossing over. Crossing over yeah. And it's like this beautiful event that people go out and it's not like they're like praising something. They're just literally they're just watching, it watching it happen. And it's this beautiful thing where these souls are crossing over and it's like a light show kind of. Yeah. Anyway, I say all of that because it's like in my mind, if I was 
in that book mm-hmm. and I was sitting on that balcony and I was watching Starfall mm-hmm. and people were saying that that's their assumption that these are the souls crossing over because no one knows if those are the souls crossing yeah. over. It feels like it wouldn't be that hard to believe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. where do souls go? If yeah. that's, they're crossing over and going wherever the heck they go after mm-hmm. that cool yeah like maybe that's something I pocket away in the back of my brain and I think I do I think I hear people a lot and I do the same thing Mm -hmm. where I'm like that's an interesting way to look at it I'm gonna store that in this little file in my brain Mm -hmm. and then maybe in a year or so when I'm going through something or I'm thinking about something I'm gonna be like you know that that one thing that that they said about maybe this is why this happens Mm -hmm. it's kind of resonating with me more today yeah but it's not like a concrete thing either yeah. way. I don't, I don't know. think it ever can be because all of this thing is just belief in something. It's nothing that is concrete, hard fact. Like it's to us, to us. Yes. But that's what I'm that's saying true. is like, yeah. this is all to us. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it can be concrete, Yeah. but to other people, it is absolutely, it is absolutely no questions like asked almost, or yeah. you're on the opposite end where it's like, yeah, it's absolutely not yeah. concrete and none of this is even real. So yeah. it's like, we're kind of teeter in this like unknown middle ground area. Yeah, but I think like, it honestly is like where I feel comfortable. But I like it too because, because I feel like I'm I like learning nonstop. Change my mind and understand more things. Like I don't, I don't feel the need to like. I don't know. Just I've never been a black or white person though. Same. I same. just it's not who I am. It's literally. <laughs> physically not who I am I am like my black and white crew neck my black and white skin like what no, like I literally but I'm saying but I'm literally like I've it it just doesn't make sense to me like I've always been like a porque no los dos you know what yeah, I mean like yeah it doesn't make sense to me why it ha- like why anything has to be exactly the way it is maybe besides math but yeah. like, or history, because that's yeah. just the way, well, uh, yeah. history, history is literally a retelling of stories. Like, if you really history think is about the it. the worst game of telephone ever. No, like, but really, it's like, for. You need to listen to Dark History by Bailey Sarian. Okay, I also will. On Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if you guys are interested. <laughs> but I, it's, it's hard because it's like. Mm. Yeah. No. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, shoot. There was one more thing I was going to say, and now I can't think of what it was. Never mind. It wasn't that important. It was like a little tidbit. It wasn't like a main okay. plot point, you know? Well, <sighs> I will say that I think this episode was really good. It's very cathartic. I think, <laughs> I think that I said some things that maybe, I don't know, I probably shouldn't have said, but I don't really care. It's, um, I don't know. I have this like weird fear of judgment and. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. I, I literally carry that with me in like everything. So yeah. it's just us being vulnerable, like Holly said earlier. And so I just want to applaud us for like getting through the episode, saying our piece and being proud of who we are, because yeah. I think that is so important. And I think that if you do have a negative opinion about this, that you should keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, I'm just being honest, like, yeah. because in my opinion, like, this is my opinion mm-hmm. and I'm happy to hear your opinion, but if you're respectful about it. Yeah. So if, if you're you, gonna, if you're going to come and like, yeah, just be like, yeah, I like, blah, 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 that's but a different yes. Like, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I wanted to say yeah. is like, <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this episode and you feel empowered to comment or send us a message 
or oh, want to talk totally. to us about why we feel the way we feel or you want to express how you feel. Especially I, if you're sorry. I, I no, you're fine. You're I fine. just wanted to say, especially if you feel like you're struggling with what you believe. Like, yeah, we would love to talk to you guys about it because like there is so much more that we can say about this episode and uh-huh. this topic because I feel like daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, I feel like we're both still figuring it out and mm-hmm. both still still struggling. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes that's how I am when it's like, you know, I, I, I grew so up heavily in the Christian church that sometimes I feel guilty for not really believing that stuff anymore, mm-hmm. at least in the same way that I used to. Yeah. And so it's still a struggle when things happen in life. And so if that's what you guys are going through, our DMs are open and we're more than happy to like discuss yeah. it and at least do our best to give advice or just be an ear for you guys to talk to you, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, that was all I really wanted to say is that like, you know, and I, I think that goes for every episode that we do post um, that like we're, we're always down to have conversations to listen and just like let you feel heard. Yeah. Um, but also I say all that because like, I think it's important for everybody to hear other opinions. So if you feel like your opinion is valid and you, I mean, everyone's opinion is valid, but if you feel strong enough to share yeah. it, we would appreciate it. We'd be happy to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I was going to say is that, um, <laughs> is that I just am really excited that like, Oh my God, I need to like not be emotional. right now. <laughs> I'm just really excited that Holly and I, have had the opportunity to find each other, mm-hmm. even though like we were always in the same place. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of wild to me. Like they were both struggling in the very similar ways, mm-hmm. but it took a little while for us to really like get to where we are now. But I'm just really grateful that we have the ability to one, be with each other, have these conversations to have somebody in my corner that will You're listen to me die. say, but like literally it's like you listen to anything that I say, no matter how crazy far-fetched, wild whatever it is and you've always been a non-judgmental person and I just like I just want to reiterate that like we will be that for anybody that comes and wants to have that it's it's hard this is such a hard topic to talk about like it really is like because you just you fear the judgment so heavily and yes and it's like literally three people could listen to this episode it's not like we have thousands of followers yeah. but those three people could be three people that you like really needed to hear this yeah so i just want to make sure that like it's clear and i want to make sure you know how i feel about you because i just feel like it's so important to let people know how you feel about them because how will they know if you don't tell them yeah um anyway okay that's my little soapbox moment yeah just that i'm grateful and thankful and excited for everything that we get to build on this podcast because I feel like honestly it feels kind of like therapy like oh, I appreciate it, it. Like, so start your own podcast if you feel no, you and I will say that like okay I keep adding on to this I know y'all it's just fine. gonna be for the long oh, haul yeah, okay. so, sorry this episode is so long but I also just wanted to add that like this is the second episode that I've felt like I've loved doing our funny ones obviously but like this is the second one that has really felt like we are like doing something different and being like so authentically us we're owning ourselves for once in our lives and like letting that be what it is without that fear of judgment in the same way Mm -hmm. that it's just like I I love it and I'm also so excited for kind of the future of it and like what it becomes because 
I like I so would love for like the chapters podcast to be a place where we can talk about things that are difficult subjects Mm -hmm. that are um you know maybe even controversial or polarizing topics but we can always do it from a place of love and be heard from a place of love and you and I can become more educated and our listeners can become more educated because we're we're talking about things that are important but like I said from a place of love without fear of judgment and Mm -hmm. people can come and learn new ideas or have a different thought on an old idea or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I just, I so first see that after these past couple of episodes. Um, and I just, am like excited for that. So I hope you guys feel that way. Talking to you listeners, <laughs> all five of you. <laughs> we appreciate y'all. We appreciate if you, if you actually stayed through the whole time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so if you do want to connect with us online, our uh, chapters, Instagram is chapters.pod. You can find Zoe on Instagram at TGI Zoe and on YouTube at just Zoe with two E's. If you do the at sign. Three E's. Sorry, three E's. Two extra E's. <laughs> I'm going to get it right one. It's okay. It's okay. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at Holly underscore Hickman and on YouTube at Holly underscore Hickman. So. Oh my you guys goodness. enjoyed this long ass episode. Y'all just remember, if you never turn the page, you won't know how your chapter ends.